Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, returning guest. He comes to us from down under Australia. His name is J.J. Dawson. This will be the third time he's been on my show. I have really great responses for the earlier two shows we did. One was about an article he wrote, The Trans Issue is Not a Petty Culture War Clash. It is everything. So we talked about the kind of trans issue. And then also COVID Nightmare Down Under was the title of the second one. And while I was looking through his stuff, he's very talented. He writes on a bunch of different subjects, very well researched as well. But I saw this ESG, and it's just come up here in the States. We had this huge uh, Bud fiasco, Bud Light, with this woman, Heinerscheid. And I always I watch her. I said, how did this person get hired? Well, this what we're going to talk about today will hopefully explain how she got into this job representing the number one beer brand in America, formerly the number one beer brand. And in the time that she got hired, Medela, which is also owned by InBev, uh, is my understanding is now and within the last few days become the number one brand uh, in the United States, which is really interesting. But there's other things happening. Chick-fil-A just hired a diversity manager, which is very curious for that brand too, which is uh, ostensibly religious, closed on Sundays. <clears throat> We've had a Target kind of uproar about all the stuff that's on there and their stock price. These are having immense ramifications in corporate incomes and, and revenues, like billions of dollars is being changed. And why is this happening? So we're going to talk more about that. So JJ Dawson, welcome back to the show. Hi, William. Thanks for having me back. Great to be awesome. here. Awesome. Great. So for people who may not have heard our last couple of shows, can you kind of talk about your research and kind of what, what, uh, brought you into writing about this ESG environment, social and governance issue. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, the ESG issue is a, a good, a good segue in, into, into my story, really. Uh, you know, I, I, um, when I left university, I sort of, um, I bummed around for a little bit before, before getting into the corporate world. And, um, and, you know, I sort of, <clears throat> I've always been a bit of a, a rebel, I suppose. And I sort of, I, I tried that out for a bit after school, you know, I made rap music and, 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 you know, um, you know, angry rap music and, and was very anti-establishment for a while, but, you know, it didn't work out too well for me. I had no money. And uh, so eventually I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll conform to, um, to, to my type, my, my middle-class roots and join the corporate world. And, and I did that and sort of, I found, solace in the belly of the beast and um i wrote a piece called uh being patrick bateman which which talks all about that which is um it's uh amusing in a self-deprecating kind of way but um you know w w so within that machine you know i found the money and i found that the comfort um and what i believed at the time was you know i had sort of uh returned to to my conservative middle class roots and and i was you know part of the system and the system would take care of me and and, uh, and, um, and, and, and that I was, uh, you know, hel helping to, to, to propel forward this, you know, this solid, uh, system of, 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 you know, social and financial kind of con conservatism that I think many people, uh, up until recently, at least on our side of the debate have, 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 have kind of nominally aligned themselves with. And then, and then I noticed, you know, that, that a lot of the stuff, because I, I was working in, in marketing and advertising, and, and then over, over the years, I noticed a lot of the stuff that I was being uh, made to work on, you know, didn't really align with, with, with what I felt to be conservative values, you know, 
the the pride thing became became very intense sort of you know post 2012 the um the the uh, the environment thing the climate change thing the the sort of the racial division that we're seeing the the uh the whole concept of toxic masculinity and and uh, uh you know white privilege uh and and it, it i you know, I really think it was making me ill. You know, I was I was drinking way too much. I was I was getting into drugs, and and the whole the whole system was was really sort of just poisoning me uh, from the inside out. And 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 it, it you know it wasn't until sort of quite late in the journey where I discovered what this what this thing was, what was driving all this change, and 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 what I had thought was a you know a conservative system, and and that's ESG. Uh, I think I first heard the term probably around 2017. I was working at a university at the time, and um, people kept talking about this thing called ESG or um, or corporate social responsibility was was another another buzz phrase they were using back then. CSR it, it, that has since been subsumed by ESG because because um, ESG ties in the whole environmental aspect as well as the the social the social thing, but. Um, so there's a very long, long uh, intro, uh, but but that that's that's what what brought me into writing about all this stuff because you know because because I experienced it as a kind of a watershed in my own life, like like it, it it turned my view of the world upside down because I witnessed it firsthand and and I was being made to work on it as as part of a um, part of my marketing function and the job I was in. Wow! So you were made to work it. So you were actually not just seeing it. Well, yeah, yeah. Up. Like, I mean, it it it's not so much made to work on it, but it's like, well, you know, this this is what this is what we're doing this month. Who wants to get involved and in, and in who wants to go to the Pride March? And uh, and and you know, I've 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 never been the kind of person who had a problem with gay people, but but it it's that was around about the time I remember sort of feeling well, this this is starting to feel less like tolerance and more like enforced conformity to 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 a way of thinking like like I must embrace this lifestyle and and I remember colleagues of mine going down to the pride march and, and dressing up in, in rainbow clothes and and sort of carrying on in in a, in a very kind of flamboyant way and it 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 didn't it just didn't sit well with me you know uh and but 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 then you know around the same time the whole me too thing was happening and and I, I remember my boss at the time saying, I, I want to sort of, I, I, what did she say? I want to, I want to set up a, uh, she, she said, I, I want, I want to do something around the Me Too movement. I want, I want to, I want to create, I want to create some, some activity and, and some, some do a major sort of push ar around this Me Too thing. And, and I remember thinking, what, what the hell does that have to do with, you know, with what we're doing, you know? We, we, we're suddenly just going to dive headfirst into this this political hot potato issue, and and so that was that was probably 2017, 20, 2018, 2017, I think. Right. So but it's yeah, not yeah. just to be aware of it, but to kind of get involved. So the 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 way that this kind of culture has grown is, hey, we want you to acknowledge this, but then you're taking part in it. So it's different. It's kind of like this kind of suggestion where. Like, oh, do you have, are you a transphobe? Or like, I see, I see similarities to the whole trans thing too, where yeah, you acknowledge it. And then all of a sudden, like there's 5% of the kids identify as trans, which never even existed before. So just the fact that the, 
the concept is introduced to people, whether you're in a corporate office or anywhere else, is just like you're being it's 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 control social it's engineering. Control yeah, it's an engineering, absolutely. Well, yeah, I totally agree with that. So you saw it firsthand in a business business environment. Yeah, I did. And and you know, interestingly, I thought, well, you know, universities have always been a little bit crazy in, in terms of you know, radical leftism and, and that kind of carry on. So I thought I'd get out of, I'll get out of here and I'll, I'll go work in, in the private sector, you know, the, the prop, the private sector proper, you know, share where, where shareholders, you know, are the, uh, are the ones who matter and, and, and the company is accountable to the shareholders, not, not some kind of nebulous government sponsored idea of, of diversity and inclusion. So I went and worked, got a job in the financial services sector doing doing similar kind of stuff and for a while it was okay i'm going to say a year or two and then round about 2020 um we hired a diversity and inclusion officer and and the esg thing began rearing its head again and and suddenly i was half of my job out of nowhere was was suddenly writing stories about diversity equity and inclusion and climate change and carbon offsetting and you know all the rest and um and and i think you know that converged with with a whole lot of other realizations you know i think as it did for many of us around 2020 when 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 uh, a lot of this a lot of what's going on in the world became became too obvious to ignore. But but you know that that was the point where where I think I realised this this is systemic. It doesn't matter where you go, it's it's going to find you. And and it, it's it's not it's not it's not a case. I think we can get into this, but it's not a case of a grassroots phenomenon that's that's just being adopted because it's trendy. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people make with with wokeness with ESG because it's all it's all the same thing. It, it's a top-down thing. It's a program that's that's being administered by by a very narrow class of elites from the very top. It, you know, and 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 right. you understand that when when you see how pervasive it is and how how similar the plays are across every single different industry. You know, I mean, a financial services company and a university couldn't really be further apart in terms of the day-to-day operations, what they're offering, and who they're serving. But the, the program is exactly the same. Right. No, it's incredible. So it's almost like you can see similarities between that and the whole COVID rollout. It's an international yeah. thing. And Australia used to be, I mean, I don't know what it is now, but it used to be a very homogenous society. Like it didn't have, I mean, U.S. used to be that way too, um, but it didn't have all of these subgroups. And, and this, so it's like they're imposing this on a country that's a lot far harder to immigrate into. Is that still the case or is that changing? I don't know. Um, I haven't looked at the figures for Australia. We we have you're right. We have traditionally been a very homogenous society, and I mean it still is a, a majority. You know, I hate to use the word white because it, it's just been it's been given such overtones of uh, racism and 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 um, you know white nationalism. You know, you, you can't say the word white or nationalist now without the, without the, the other word being sort of tacked onto it by whoever might be listening to you. But but it, it you know it is let's say European. Has it's, it's we're still a majority European country, um, but I have heard that that immigration has dramatically increased in the last few years, and and under the cover, 
under the current government that that is accelerating. And I actually wrote a piece on my Substack, uh, five predictions for for um, the next five five years under oh, I can't remember what I called it. It was five predictions for for what will happen in Australia under the new government, which is a it, it's the left wing version of of our current uni party system. It's 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 the equivalent of your Democrats. But um yeah that that's increasing and um same 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 things happening in New Zealand the only reason we haven't seen the same massive influx of immigration down under that that you see in the northern hemisphere is because we're just too far away from from those main um you know fr- from the from the origins of of this great exodus that that we were seeing from the third world but uh, i've i've been saying for a long time it will eventually get to the point when europe's full and the us is full they'll start sending them down here yeah no doubt no doubt we're, we're and of course we we have to, we have to embrace that because right. that's diversity and diversity is our strength and if if you don't embrace it you're a racist right i mean you should see what's happening in ireland they're shipping uh all men. And in the yeah. United States, it's mostly all men too, like millions and millions. Open border. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and, really and a weaponized migration. It's, but, uh, you know, they're going to try to put it in as something like, oh, we need more diversity or something like that. But and you look at the United just, States, people are just at each other's throats all the time on social media and everything. It's not this, this system. It's not looking good, but uh, it's maybe not. I, yeah, it's not. It's, this is not an optimal society. My society in the U.S. is a disaster. It's just not cohesive. It's not working. People hate each other. Massive vote fraud, massive drug use. It's off the charts. Y- yeah. I mean, and, and you'd be surprised how, how much of that is underpinned by, by ESG. Right. Right. No, it's really incredible. And it all comes from the top down. So that's part of the UNWEF. So this is just another tendril of this kind of uh, UN push for 2030, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, And, you know, it's it's not hidden. And I think this is one of the things that interests me most about ESG and why I focus so much of my my work on it is because it's it's very visible. I mean, everything they do is visible, but this is one of those things which, you know, it's it's written into the strategy of every publicly listed company. It's, you know, they've all, you, you pick the company, just go to their website and, and type in ESG and you'll find, you'll find they've got a page outlining what they're doing to meet their environmental, social and government uh, governance targets. And so it's very visible. And, and you, you can track it all the way back, as you said, to the UN and the, moreover to the WEF, to the World Economic Forum. It, it, it all comes out of Klaus Schwab's uh, uh, concept of the Great Reset. It, it's all tied back to the UN's Sustainable Development Goals, a.k.a. Agenda 2030, uh, which, which, you know, when, when you can pull it up on, on, online, um, it, it, it's... It's all about uh, um, obviously getting carbon emissions down to a, a to a to a much lower level. It's um, it's about create. You know, they they use fancy language like, "Oh, you, you're going to pull it up. We can just re- oh no, <laughs> they don't want you to read it." Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, but uh, you know, they use they use they use fluffy language like um, creating a an inclusive society and 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 a tolerant society and. And um, you know, no one left behind. You know, right. echoes of Obama there. It's it's um, 
And, and it's all are, metrics, are, right? It's like all like super high tech, technocratic stuff. Like we're gonna, you know, uh, make sure all this and have stats and all this other things to keep an eye on everything. Yeah, well, it's it's a tech, it's a technocracy, and it's it's what it boils down to is centralization, you know. Uh, but 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 you know the the way that they the way that they get that into the the private sector is through ESG. You know, it's one thing to have these NGOs. Um, and groups of elites who who sort of get together at the UN and 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 strategize and, and blue sky these these big ambitious ideas, but unless they get that into the engine room, it's not gonna it's not gonna work for them, is it? You know, so they right. need a way to get it into private private companies, and and the way they do that is through through ESG, and um, and it's you know what it what it effectively boils down to is is that the shareholders the 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 board of directors has is stepping away from its responsibility to the shareholders and mm-hmm. and claiming now that that its responsibility the company's responsibility is is not only to the shareholders but to to its stakeholders and th- this is the hilarious part a stakeholder can be absolutely anyone because <laughs> right when, when you you say well you know our carbon footprint is hastening the 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 apocalypse and you know by that kind of ludicrous uh relativist kind of postmodern thinking you, you can say that a, a company because it has a carbon footprint well their stakeholder is every citizen on the planet and of course they they they, they double down on that by by playing an even more ridiculous game by saying you know the the, the global south or the third world or people of color or or trans communities are most impacted by climate change. And they say things like this, you know, marginalized communities are more impacted by climate change. So, so that makes that, that puts them higher up the stakeholder uh, ladder, you know, in, in, in this ridiculous ESG scenario. So, so you see how they managed to tie climate back into, into the color of your skin and, 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 and thus a, a company's ESG score becomes becomes this whole big kind of rainbow sludge of of uh, of wokeism you know <laughs> right it's but it's also dependent upon their financing and it's very important like the ESG becomes more important than profit which is the purpose of why these corporations are put together to yeah. create profit and that's actually one of the fundamentals of corporate law among the the board of directors is fiduciary duty to the shareholders. So yes. there's going to be massive lawsuits about all this stuff. Once these people realize uh, InBev or whatever is not going to make the money back, they're not going to recover from the bud fiasco. It's going to be a disaster. Same with Target. The shareholders are going to sue. There's going to be shareholder lawsuits. There's, I mean, this is this is like the, well, yeah, there needs to be yeah. class action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, are, yeah, and yeah, and, they're and, they're playing with like a poisonous snake by putting this ESG into this system because it's it's outside of the fiduciary obligations that the board of directors is supposed to have for the company and the shareholders off the charts. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you take a, a company that that manufactures, I don't know, a, a company that that any. Any company that, that creates a product for its customers has a fiduciary responsibility to its shareholders to to ensure that that product is created as efficiently as possible and that that the profits are maximized 
to create maximum value for the shareholders. We all know that. That's that's just 101. Correct. So what this what the ESG stuff does is say, no, 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 no. There's more to it than that. You know, to create real sustainable long-term value, and that sustainable word is very important here because it because it comes up everywhere. To create sustainable value, we need to we need it's it's like they invoke this kind of nebulous concept of future-proofing the company against we can only assume climate change, which, you know, because the science is settled, didn't you know? That the world is definitely going to end unless we, we reduce carbon. Correct. So that box is ticked. Right. So in order to be sustainable, we need to be seen to, to be contributing to, to, the, to saving the world. So that, you know, to, to, and, and by that, that sleight of hand, they 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 skirt around the fiduciary responsibility to create immediate value for shareholders and say no 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 we need to create long term sustainable uh, viability for the company by by doing all this other stuff which which it's I mean there has to be a legal implication as you say there there has to be there have to be lawsuits coming because. Because it is a complete abdication of fiduciary responsibility, no but but they question. justify it on the basis that that they are going, they're, they're making the company more sustainable. But but that's all based on on junk science for a start, and 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 waffly kind of social uh, far left ideology. Right. There's no doubt. The reality is the proof is in the pudding because these stock prices are going down. So people have invested it. Uh, invested there, you go into this whole issue of your retirement savings and stuff. That's what's invested in some of these companies. Target, for example, and certainly InBev, uh, people have put huge slugs of money in there and they're expecting to have a return over time. And then they go out and destroy their brand by getting these trans activists. I mean, it's <laughs> off the charts. It's actually funny how <laughs> ridiculous it is. Like they yeah. literally are losing billions of dollars to put these funny, like in Target, it's unbelievable. They put like Bathing suits for boys. Six-year-olds. Yeah, it's like a, like, a satire movie, like, back, but it's six, in real six, life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and they're just destroying their brand. It's off the charts. Well, yeah, I mean, but I think, yeah, we can laugh, but it, it gets dark, you know, because, you, I mean, like, I think between, I, I heard a stat last week, it's probably more than this by now, but Target and... Uh, and uh, Anheuser Busch together have lost something like thirty billion dollars of market cap, uh, and that's you know sort of just in the last in the last um, few weeks. So and and it's still going down. You look at um, I was I was listening to um, Timcast yesterday, and, and they were looking at the uh, the Anheuser Busch uh, stock price, and it's still plummeting. I mean, like we're, we're witnessing the the implosion. Of a you know a major American institution here, and it, it raises the question you know, what, one do they even care, and two, perhaps more importantly, is it deliberate? And <clears throat> when you look at a lot of what's going on here around, you know, the, the collapse of the currency and and the you know everything that happened during COVID, you know, are we, are we witnessing some kind of managed decline here is it uh, i i mean i think what what i think what i think it is basically because what happens is blackrock will, will say to these companies okay you know unless your esg score 
reach, reach, reaches a certain threshold, we're going to withhold investment in the company. You know, we, we're not we're not going to buy up you know tranches of your of your stock, you know, to, to put into our mutual funds. Right, and they're everywhere, right? So it's the big three. It's uh, BlackRock, Black Vanguard, State Vanguard. Street. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they own they own the whole world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think BlackRock and Vanguard between them have something like seventeen trillion under management. You know, Black BlackRock alone has almost nine trillion. Last time I looked, it's and unprecedented, um, unprecedented wealth yeah, concentration. Yeah, yeah, and and so so they withhold institutional investment from from companies that don't have a healthy enough ESG score, which which just compels these boards of directors to adopt these principles. And I, I've I've seen it happening where I work. It, you can see it happening everywhere. You, you can see it happening in real time <laughs> right. with Bud Light, which right. is which is on the road to ruin. They can't move their stock. It's sitting there expiring. They're giving it away. Pretty soon they're going to be tipping it down the drain. And I mean, okay, may, maybe the maybe the um, the intention is not to destroy the company because I mean that doesn't really make sense on any level. But 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 there's certainly a, a lack of. They obviously don't care what's happening because uh, I mean I think what 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 happens is they may be losing stock value, but but they they're getting they'll be getting plenty of funding from BlackRock. But I mean. What does that matter when 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 the company falls to pieces anyway? Right. I mean, it's, it's they're alienating their their core investor, right? Their investor group. So unless it's all just these big funds, it can't be because the funds represent other investors. So they they have to be deflating their in, the investors' investment. So I I don't know why they do it intentionally. I would say if I was a cor- in a corporate environment, I would be happy for the people who are are putting out this ESG or inculcating it into their business practices, because I think it's a, it's a, they're, they're landing on a grenade because <laughs> I mean, this Heinerscheid and target is just off the charts. Like they're literally like becoming, they like, if you want to have a meme creator that will go out into eternity, do what Bud Light and target did because they just gave comedians and social media uh, influencers so much material, material for the next, you know, years, forever. I mean, then so that's like the, the the opposite of positive advertising, right? It's negative advertising. So nobody wants yeah. to touch a Bud Light. Like that's the joke going to a bar is like, yeah, drinking a Bud Light. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, here in the states, it's like a joke. Oh, you got the gay one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and that's like the opposite of what the Bud was. It was supposed to be like the American male beer. Like yeah. I don't know what the equivalent would be in Australia, but that was like the frat. Beer, like that's what frats bought. Yeah, it's different in every state. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be a be a VB here, Victoria Bitter. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if 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 this is a planned destruction or whatever, I don't. I I mean, that 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 doesn't make too much sense to me. I think, you know, they're trying to change the culture. What it it comes down to Marxism, you know, neo Marxism really is what it is. Uh, It's it. It's it's about ideology over over function, you know. It's I I I sort of think maybe there's a, there's a mentality at the top, you know. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, and and really that that they don't care how how 
they don't they don't care if things are going to fall apart because because the way they see it is you know they're going to get to decide how to put it back together and it, it's a means to an end really i think when, when you take it high enough that that's that's how they see it they, they don't care if a beer company falls over uh, yeah, and and at the end of the day, you know, the, the the people at the top are gonna are gonna parachute out of it. it you know, it, it won't be the execs who end up hurting. You know, right? It's right. the shareholders who 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 bear the cost. It's it's the same it's the same concept as when governments print print trillions of dollars to to cover their their ideological aims. You know, it's it's not it's not the people who pull that lever who bear the cost. It's the taxpayer. It's this right. it's exactly the same principle. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Mm. That that's will be it. And I I listened to that talk by James Lindsay, really good. And, yeah. And also the yeah. Ramaswamy uh, smoke ink. Yeah. He calls it a yeah. scam. Just flat out kind. He's running for president here. I don't know if like you know aware of that, but yeah, he especially is. Yeah, the, yeah. Yep. he's the he's the brightest one of all the contenders. Smarter oh, yeah, than I Trump. Think, and, uh, I think he is. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I'm halfway through his book Woke Ink right now. It's it's a, it's a good read. I mean, for anyone. Um, Wanting to understand this a bit better, you could definitely do a lot worse than picking that up. Um, I mean, it just it goes so deep, though. You know, it, it's it's tendrils are in everything, uh, and I mean, th- there's, th- there is no shortage of information on this. It's it's all out there, and it's you know, th- the question I would ask to people, and the question I do ask to people, is b- because anyone who who has, I, th- I think it's a four hundred one four hundred one k. Right, 401k, is that what yeah, you guys retirement call it? fund? Correct. Retirement yes. fund. Yeah. Anyone who has a retirement fund, whatever you call it, 401k. Here we call it superannuation. Anyone who 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 pays into that, and who who is having it managed for them by an asset management firm, or a super fund is what we call it here. It's the, all the super funds uh, are owned by the, you know, it's 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 <laughs> they all own each other. You know that that that's that's the crazy thing. But unless you're you're managing your own retirement fund, that the fund is geared towards ESG because they all are, all of them. Right. You know, it's it's, uh, and so what I say to people is, you know, are you aware that your money is being used to fund woke ideology? And you know, sometimes you know you have to explain what that means because people will be, oh, what do you mean by woke? You know, and well, you know, and then you say, well, for instance, you know, a company. A company which 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 your retirement fund uh, holds stock in might be diverting resources away from productivity and instead towards buying carbon credits or to to ensuring that it has um, <clears throat> the right gender balance on its board of directors or or right. to ensuring that it's hiring a specific quota of uh, people of color, you know, and, and tell me, tell me how, how's that creating value, you know, and people, you know, people will try and sort of, <laughs> people will try and um, come up with, with some ludicrous kind of conception as to how that actually creates tangible uh, monetary um, value, but, right. you, you know, it's, it's, well, it's- it's kind of like the mantra diversity is our strength. They just keep saying that even though yeah. what the where's the proof? But they just hired this really hard hardcore diversity 
hiring person to target. Like it's off the charts. It's not. Yeah, so tell me about that. Who's this? I, I just I didn't like catch that uh, African American woman is like got got hired at Target, and she did not even. I mean, even after they put her name as Kiera Fernandez, she says it's the role of white women to call out transgressions and continue to single out a white employee. And said because of her race, her voice carries more weight, and she has a responsibility. She runs the racial equity action and change. Her task force focuses on focuses on engaging with black customers and hiring more black employees. Um, she was hired internally from the human resources department. So right. this is just re- this is recent. So it's like this is like 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 I said, it's falling on a grenade. This is going to destroy morale. They're just fixating on like white women have more power or whatever. This is kind of like the white privilege inside of a corporate uh, environment. It's just off the charts crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it, it, it is happening everywhere, you know, everywhere. and I, I, I've seen it when I started working at the company where I work five years ago, there was none of this, just zero. We, we, it's, it's, it has since gone, gone, um, <clears throat> It's on steroids. You steroids, know, it, yeah, it's everywhere. And think about the lack of productivity when they're fighting about these ideologies. This kind of left, far left ideology of race. It's really racism. Uh, it's a different form. It's not white against other people's racism, but it's, it's a form of racism. What they're thinks that we got to get more black people. That's racist. That's against the law. Well, Actually, yeah, it used to in be. any time, any time you 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 make race the, the you know the the primary driver of of any kind of decision you're making, whatever. Whatever way, whatever way it goes, it's it's racist, you know. So it's I mean, but right. you know, we we're not allowed to say that anymore, you know, because yeah, that in itself are, is racist. It's racist. <laughs> well, no, it's really crazy. And I I look at this Biden administration for me when I see this, I see like this is woke ideology and kind of like diversity hires on wild, gone wild. Because I'd look at the vice president here; she is a total idiot. She used to be a senator and the dist the attorney general for california and she's blumbering and she's uh barely as uh cogent and coherent as biden who's like god only knows but the whole administration does bungles and has weird people in there and this is this is the 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 seeds of this type of thinking come home to roost or the seed the flower of those seeds are these people in the biden administration who are whacked out making terrible decision after terrible decision so people should really be afraid. Like you're not get, it's not the competency standard anymore. Like we're hiring the brightest, most competent person. So once these things like give you a couple decades, you're gonna be, it's going to be a hellscape. I'm not kidding. This yeah. uh, ESG, at least for the states, I don't know what will happen in Australia, but it used to be like, uh, you know, the best and the brightest, not anymore. It's terrible. And they're actually well, I, doing that at the university system. I don't know if it's the ESG and some of these universities, but they're hiring basically or allowing people into our universities based on ethnicity and race and lowering standards. It's off the charts. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, that's not ESG specifically, but I think, um, well, it, it might be. It might be. But I mean, it, it might it, be, actually. It, 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 it's the same program, you know, right. ideologically speaking, whether yeah. or not. I mean, yeah. I mean, e- ESG. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if it's just restricted to to corporations. I don't think it is actually, because I when I was working at a university, they were talking about ESG. So most of the uh, uh, universities here in the states are almost run by like businesses. They put their money into 
these huge funds and and gamble them on the on the stock market stock market yeah. so i wouldn't be surprised at all if esg is infiltrated there i don't know so if somebody's listening to this send me an email show me proof i wouldn't be surprised at all that's part of it that's actually yeah. worth taking taking a dive into, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. So it's everywhere. So that's it's the new normal, right? This is it. This is kind of like I don't see it winding out. How, how you you say the answer is knowledge and awareness. At least that's one step, right? Yeah, I mean, we need to we need to tell people what's going on first and foremost, which is why I, you know, I advocate having conversations with friends, colleagues, family. Um, you know, Ramaswamy's book has has been great for for me in understanding my improving my understanding of it. And you know, I'm, I'm probably going to buy a copy for a few a few family members and and so forth. But as I said, there's there's so much information out there on the subject, and I think one of the reasons that it's a good aspect of the culture war to focus on is because it 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 financially affects everyone you know like people can people can make excuses for um so many aspects of what's going on and and uh and and sort of shrug it off and say well that doesn't really affect me you know what what do i care if they want to hire a few more people of color you know good on them you know we should hire more people of color you know fine but but um you know when when decisions are being made that 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 directly impact the you know the portion of your your income that that you're putting towards your retirement i i think you know people are a lot more likely to prick up their ears and and say okay maybe i should look into that you know because what i've done <clears throat> is i actually uh i got my money out of the the asset management fund where where um you know because the company where I work, they have the, the default asset management fund. It was it was all it was all going going into that. But in in Australia, you can you can liberate your your money. You you have to go through a bit of a process. But I yeah. got it out, and now I manage it myself. And I think um, you know small things like that. If people you know it's not possible everywhere. Like in New Zealand, for instance, you you're not allowed to because the, the government says no, you don't know enough, you don't know what you're doing. So the experts will manage it. Thank you very much. But here, um, fortunately, you, you can get your money out. I think it's even better in the States. I don't even think you have to save for your retirement in the States, do you? It's sort of optional. It's optional, <laughs> Which, yeah. You pay yeah, into it, I mean, but most people do it. They, yeah, yeah, I mean, because you should. You should. Everyone should should put, should put save. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that that's, that's something we can do to fight back. Uh, so it starts with awareness and then 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 I think it sort of it becomes uh you know it it becomes a sort of a, an an individual decision to you know to take control back and and you know that that really is emblematic of of what we need to do in in all areas I think you know take control back stop outsourcing your agency to the so-called experts uh you know so enough people start doing that and um you know, I, th I think maybe what it, what's interesting um, about the ESG thing is uh, Mortimer Buckley, Tim Buckley, who's the CEO of Vanguard, which I think is the second biggest asset manager after BlackRock. He recently pulled out of a major um, ESG based um, <clears throat> initiative. I forget what it's called. <clears throat> 
I talk about it in one of my ESG articles. But um, I mean, that was significant. I'm not sure how significant, but it was it was sort of like it was a it was like a sixty. I forget the figure. I, I I don't want to misquote it, but 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 it was a it was a massive initiative uh, which which sort of brought together many different organisations. And um, if you pull up, um, so, it's the one Vanguard CEO. It's the one Vanguard. Yeah, it's that one yeah, there. That one there. Yeah. yeah. Fifty nine trillion net zero asset managers initiative. Yeah. Yeah, the $59 trillion, I, I knew it was about $60 trillion. So it's a $59 trillion initiative between asset managers, and, and it's, it's all around net zero. So he, he recently pulled Vanguard out of that, which I thought was really massive, and I did that whole article on it. It's called Get Woke, Get Woke Go Broke. Um, Vanguard ditches ESG investing. I was a little bit naughty with that headline there because they haven't ditched ESG investing altogether. They still have many ESG funds. Um, and, and I think, you know, technically speaking, they still support the whole program, but they have pulled out of that, that one initiative. And, and I think he's quoted as, as saying that, um, well, basically reading between the lines, he's saying we, we can't fulfill our fiduciary responsibility to our shareholders. And, and the people whose assets we're managing by being by being part of this thing. So I mean I was optimistic in my article and said, you know, I think I think he's sort of he's he's seen the writing on the wall and he's seen that people are waking up because <clears throat> with with the growth of this ESG thing, so so too has come some, uh, a great deal of public awareness, you know. Just just by having conversations like like you and I are having right now, and and uh, <clears throat> you know the fact you know that what? there's a guy. Yeah. Hmm. I was just going to okay. say like I'm glad that you wrote these articles because at least from my perspective, people don't know what's going on behind their curtain. That yeah. these decisions are being made by huge entities, and the the WEF is connected to making these changes. So these board of directors and these CEOs are getting influenced by very powerful forces that aren't market forces, right? They're not, uh, they're not market forces. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's, that's what people that, don't understand. So the yeah. decision that they call the stuff that showed up at target, this weird stuff that's that, you know, no, very few parents would want, I think uh, that yeah. showed up because yep. of ESG, not because some guy says, Hey, we can sell this and make a buck. Right. Yeah. I think that's and cool. like you, you see it on the street, you see it with Bud Light, you see it with target, regular people don't want it and and that that is um that's all you, you you need to know about it really it's it's not like i said at the beginning it's not a grassroots thing and and that that's the, the great sleight of hand of wokeism is is that it, it's a grassroots phenomenon right and 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 this is this is what i run into when i try to talk to people about it and and and, and tell them that it comes from the top down and people's people have this idea that that woke because of the way it's branded and it, it's a it's a masterpiece of branding i have to say because it it feels it really does feel like it's regular people saying this this is what we want you know we this is our voice the voice of the people the voice of the youth and i'm actually i'm actually writing a novel I'm um, two two hundred thousand words into it, but but the the premise of the novel really is that, and it's a realization that I had quite early on, working, uh, working with advertising agencies, 
is is that 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 this this whole idea that 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 young people need a cause to fight for and that 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 this 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 woke agenda is is their cause you know it's it's right. it's you know it's like the the 60s over again except this time right. it's wokeness you know um it's true young people do need a cause but that doesn't mean the cause is theirs it, it means that the cause has been determined the, the the cause has been determined by by the people who actually control the narrative right. and, it, and and just picked up by the youth because it's there and it's convenient and it's on the screen of their smartphone, you know, right. and it's really is as simple as that. And I, you know, I had that realization quite some years ago. Um, and in, anyway, that's, that's sort of the premise of my novel. And cool. I, I, I mean, write it from the perspective of a, of a, of a guy working in, in, in advertising, but, but, but I think it's really important for people to understand. And, 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 and once, once you do, you, you, you can, I think, more easily decouple yourself from the idea that, that it's, you know, it's the will of the people and, you know, we, right. It, it's right and we must go along with it. It's not. It's, it's a bunch right. of billionaires de- determining the way it will be. As right. you said, Socially it's engineering, nothing just to do like with market said. forces. Yeah, just like you said, social engineering for whatever yeah. cause, whether it's Satanism, Luciferianism, yeah. and depopulation, the end of the day, deconstruction. It doesn't matter why they're doing it because people always ask me well why why would they do this and i say well what does it matter why what what the hell does it matter look at what's happening surely that that should be all that matters is what is actually happening and what is happening is your money is your retirement money is being taken and invested in things that anyone with two brain cells to rub together will be able to should be able to tell are not going to bring a return on investment you know, like, like, just you know, hiring hiring staff based on their skin color is a bad idea. Can we just agree on that? Yeah, terrible. You know, idea. Like, it's not going to maximize terrible. profits. You know, so so it's not so going to maximize this... competence either. I mean, no. the, the, the people. I mean, I tell people in other interviews, you got to really watch out where you go to whatever specialist, lawyer, doctor, accountant, and try to figure out where this person got educated, how they got educated, what kind of benefits. Some of these people are getting out of these higher levels of higher institutions that should be competent and aren't because of their rates. So they're getting free rides or not getting, and that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, you talk to anyone with their head screwed on, no matter what their head color, with their head screwed on, no matter what their skin color is, uh, you know, it, you could talk to a, um, a, a, a black person or a, or, a, or an Asian person or whatever who, you know, who would completely disagree with this, you know, and it's, it's only the activists who, who will, who will glom onto that, you know, that, that racial thing to, to, to get ahead. You know, I, I think most, God, I hate using the term, but most, most people of color to use their language uh are just just as opposed to this rubbish as we are, you know. And I don't think it has anything to do with skin color. At the end of the day, it's it's those who can see what's going on and those who value their own personal agency and their own personal power, and those those who would rather outsource their thinking and 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 the the management of their lives to the so called experts, aka the state and and the the corporate superstructure. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's been a disaster. Bud Light's a disaster because it's not even the, the investors who are getting shafted. It's people who are just working for Bud. People who are their distributors, their delivery people, people at bars, whatever. They're, all those jobs are gone. A lot of them are going to gonna have to be shifted or something. Yeah. So yeah. these are just like working class people who, uh, because of this one decision, I mean, it wasn't her. I don't even think it's her. I don't think it's that poor Heinerscheid woman. It's the the surrounding agenda, like you said, the CSG that put her into the place and created a disaster. But uh, yeah, well, people it, need to really watch out. It sets quotas, you know. For, for you know, we, we we must have an equal gender balance on the board of directors. We must, and look, um, once you start once you start doing that, I think you tend you tend to bring people in who who conform to that ideology anyway. Uh, you know, because because once you start hiring and promoting based on on immutable characteristics, you you're inevitably going to lift people up who who have gotten ahead based on those immutable characteristics rather than talent. So, so, so you're going to start, you're going to start creating a, a vanguard within your organization, which values that above, above all else. And you see, you see the ideology start to metastasize. It's, I mean, it's, it's quite terrifying oh, to watch, really. It's terrifying, yeah. People need to really be careful. I mean, I'm glad that you wrote about this. Thanks so much for coming on. Where's the best place for people to read your materials, uh, JJ? Well, it's uh, jjdawson.substack.com. And, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Real, Real JJ Dawson. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at for now. But um, When do you yeah. think you'll have your book published? <laughs> published? <laughs> I need yeah. to find a public. I need to find someone who, who's going to publish me, actually. Do it yourself. I, I, yeah, well, self-publishing is is the thing they say. I need uh, need to look into it. I actually just um, apparently Swift is 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 not bad. They they published Dramaswamy's book Swift. Yeah, oh, so nice. I mean, yeah, I think there's there's a few non-woke publishing houses starting to starting to pop up. It's so to pop up. Yeah, I've heard Skyhorse is good. Skyhorse published uh, Robert F. Kennedy's The Real Anthony Fauci, which is pretty bold actually. Skyhorse. Yeah, look up Skyhorse. What do you think about RFK? Um, I mean, in, I think, in terms of like, I mean, I mean, I like him. I like him. I just, I, I've always been kind of a Trump guy, but I mean, you know, I, I think I he's more mind. viable than Trump. I think he's better yeah. than Biden. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of used to like uh, DeSantis, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would vote for Robert Kennedy. I'd yeah, vote. I think I'm, I think I would. I think that he's a real threat. I mean, he's yeah. as threatening as his dad, yeah. so he's got well, to really watch out because Big Pharma he, will get you. Man. He's he's going to have to watch out. I mean, yeah. I. I don't think he cares, you know. He's he's he said there's worse things than dying, you know. So do you know that him, him? Do you know that him and his kind of head, uh, his uh, the guy who's the really great lawyer, Aaron Siri, both of them have vaccine injuries in their lives. That, yeah. that reason that Robert F. Kennedy speaks like that, he thinks, is because he took a vaccine. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, well. I mean, it's like everybody's injured. Like it's it's off the charts. It's really crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean that that's another whole conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, oh. it's it's. I I mean I yeah. I don't I don't want to start off a whole new podcast right now. But I I mean I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it on a kind of a every other week now. I'm hearing about someone I know who's, you know, there's something okay. bad going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not good. It's not good. Especially Australia used to be like a very. I mean. Everybody's healthy down there. It's nice weather, good food. It's lots weird. of sun, lots of vitamin lots D. Of yeah. 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 It's a shame. 
Anyway, JJ, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for uh, sharing all that information. Really appreciate it. I'll put links to your material and your Substack in the show notes. So thanks, thanks so much, William. Yeah, great all to right, be back. Take care. Thanks. Stay there.